In today's video, I want to go over a concept with you guys that I've been thinking a little bit about recently. And that concept relates to the title of the video, which is a question, actually a question for you guys to answer. And that question is, what is your personality as a perfumer? Now, I'm going to go into a bit more detail and explain the meaning precisely behind that question. But I do hope that by the end of this video, you'll be able to answer that question and actually bring yourself a bit more clarity in terms of your perfumery and hopefully get somewhere where you're getting more results with less stress and less confusion and actually getting a better quality of result but by either doing less work or maybe doing more work but at least less unfun work and things which you don't actually like to be doing. So the origins of this concept actually came to me from this book. You probably have seen me mention this book before, Perfume, the Alchemy of Scent by Jean-Claude Elena, master perfumer who used to work at Hermes. And this is my most recommended book for beginners in perfumery. And one of my favorite parts of this book is the fact that Jean-Claude actually gives you his list of raw materials or his palette of raw materials. So it's basically just a big list of different naturals and synthetics. Now, specifically, this list is about 150 raw materials, despite the fact that he has thousands available to him through his partnerships with various companies that he's worked at in the past and all of his contacts as a master perfumer. He's kind of whittled it down just to 150 raw materials. And part of the reason that he's done that is because he's very much a minimalist perfumer. And he thinks that all of the raw materials in his palette need to kind of serve a specific function. They have to have a good reason for being there. One example he gives in the book is that he doesn't see any need to have hyssop essential oil in his collection because in his opinion, it's just oscillates between lavender and thyme in terms of its character. Now, what I really like apart from the practicality of this having a small number of raw materials is another point that he mentions in the book, which is to create is to choose. And in doing this, in choosing his raw materials palette so carefully, it actually helps him on his quest for his own style and his own way of expressing things. Now, most master perfumers, especially those in big companies, have access to thousands of different raw materials. And often they make use of these thousands of raw materials for their different projects. But the thing about this is you do have to remember, these perfumers have decades of experience under their belt and they can draw from thousands of raw materials, not only because they actually have access to them, but they actually have the skill set and extensive knowledge of working with a lot of those raw materials over the years behind them that's necessary in order to quickly dip into a vast library of thousands of raw materials and begin working with them successfully. Now, for most people watching this video, myself included, not being a master perfumer, being able to actually do this is completely impractical, and I think there are three main reasons for this. Those reasons being lack of time, lack of money, and lack of discipline. So I'll explain a bit what I mean by those. Firstly, lack of time. A lot of people have jobs and they do perfumery as a hobby, but unless you're studying perfumery full times, eight hours a day like a perfumery student would, then you simply just don't have enough time to go and learn thousands of raw materials anytime soon to actually be able to work with that many. And remember, if you look back to my previous videos, I say learning the raw materials is essentially your first foundational step in learning perfumery. And without that knowledge in your arsenal, you're not really ready to be able to reliably create consistently good perfumes. Now, the next reason is lack of money. 
And what I mean by that is a lot of people don't have thousands and thousands of pounds, thousands of dollars, euros, whatever it is, to go and spend on their raw material library. So if you think on average, a raw material may cost say $10 or something like that for a little bottle. Well, if you've got a hundred of those raw materials, it's already costing you a thousand dollars. And a lot of people don't have a thousand dollars to just upfront like that, spend on perfumery, maybe building up a collection over some years, but most people don't do that straight away. The final big reason I see is actually lack of discipline. And the reason for that is that, well, some people may actually have the time to spend a lot of time doing perfumery, and they may even have the money as well to go and buy a lot of raw materials. But often, even in that situation, people find that it's easy to go and buy all these raw materials, smell them a few times, and then get excited and, you know, enjoy that feeling when you smell a new smell for the first time. But then after that, they don't go and follow a rigorous process of making dilutions, making evaluations, making all the notes that they need to make to properly internalize that raw material, tracking them over time, all of that thing. For hundreds of raw materials, that process takes a lot of time and that takes a lot of discipline. So because of all this, I don't actually think that it's right for most people to try to become a master complete perfumer straight away, unless you are, say, in a perfumery school or you really have a lot of time, money and discipline and you're ready just to sit there and go through that long process. Most people who dip into perfumery are actually going to be better off, in my opinion, starting within their own small little micro niche. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, smelling a few raw materials or at least kind of getting an idea for some raw materials that you might like and then getting those raw materials and actually sticking to that selection for a bit. Ideally, those would be your favorite raw materials and a mixture of your favorite raw materials with some, um, let's say, tried and tested raw materials or uh, some people call them workhorse raw materials, kind of raw materials that are often found um, very heavily used in the structure of perfume. So this is your things like Hedion Icewe Super and Broxan Damascus, things like that that actually allow you to create the structure of perfume. And then aside from that, your favorite raw materials to actually give your own unique personality, flair and character to your perfumes. One way of looking at this is it's quite similar to learning an instrument, something like guitar or piano. Now, on one hand, you could go to music school and you could go and learn music in general, learn a lot of different instruments and then a lot of different genres. But if you do that, you're essentially a full-time musician, right? That is kind of your full-time thing, your life's work, which is cool if you want to do that. And maybe you do even want to do that one day, but at the moment you can't quite afford to for whatever reason, say you've got a full-time job or something like that. Well, you at least want to get started at home. And what most people do, which they have a lot of success in, is pick one instrument and one specific genre and then just start teaching themselves that. So for example, I know a lot of people go and learn guitar and then focus in on something specific like blues guitar. And actually, a lot of people have really good results just learning blues guitar on their own at home from YouTube and specifically focusing on the techniques and skills that you need to play blues guitar. That said, if they suddenly started to try to play classical, they might find themselves at a bit of a loss, actually having no idea with a lot of what's going on. That said, of course, they are still gonna be learning a lot of general guitar skills, like the way that you pluck the strings and things like that, which are gonna be useful if they do wanna expand out into another genre in the future. Now, I think all of this is quite applicable to perfumery, especially if you're a beginner and you're looking to actually reach your first level of mastery, your first level of success within perfumery. I really believe in sticking with what you love. So picking a small selection of your favorite raw materials and then actually spending a lot of time just doing work with those and mastering those. So for example, for me personally, I like green notes a lot. So I love things like Cistri Hexanol, Stemone, Triplal, notes like that. 
Then I also like fruity notes a lot, so I spend a lot of time trying to make different fruit accords and especially tropical fruity notes. Aside from that, I also quite like uh, sweet vanilla kind of notes, uh, balsamic notes, that kind of thing, and some woody notes as well. So for me, that is kind of like the basis for my uh, style, in a sense. And the reason is because those are the notes that I've naturally been drawn to. Those are the notes that I've naturally put more focus into and spent more time doing. Now, that's not to say that I don't ever use any other notes. Of course, I do, and as I get better as a perfumer, I'm always trying to fill in gaps. But one thing that I've never really focused on too much, for example, is the floral notes. Now, I know to be a better perfumer, one day I am going to have to go and do some more studies on the floral notes. But something that's quite interesting is a few months ago, I did have to make a Nerily Accord for a project that I was working on. And despite having never really done a proper floral accord before, I guess I did the rose one for that series a while back, I actually found the process of making that accord went really well because it was just the same process that I'd used to go and make all of my fruit accords. Now, luckily for me, because of my business and having to get things for this channel, you know, things like that, I do now have a pretty big library of raw materials. I mean, part of that is just having done this for such a long time. I have managed to build that up, but despite that, I actually still have quite a lack of time. So at the moment, I'm generally only focusing on specific raw materials for, uh, say, perfumes for my brand or other project that I'm working on. Now, if you're watching this video and you are trying to learn perfumery for yourself, especially if you're a beginner, I really think it's worth taking a while to sit down and think which categories of raw materials you like, and specifically within those categories, what specific raw materials do you really, really love? And I think you can really tell this, especially when um, you're excited by something, even if you don't actually have the raw material yet. And sometimes just the idea of getting a certain raw material can be really exciting. For example, that happened to me uh, recently, actually. Um, something that I absolutely love is the smell of Christmas trees, and I've been trying to get that smell for a while. So I eventually kind of worked out by looking at stuff online that Furbazam Absolute was the thing I needed to get. And in the UK, there wasn't actually a supplier for this. So I ended up waiting until I made my first ever order from Perfumer's Apprentice in the US. And in that order, I got Furbazam Absolute as part of it. And I was super excited. And when I got it, it did smell amazing. It was just kind of the thing that I was looking for. So I think even if you don't have your raw materials yet, you can still kind of get an idea for what might be your style just by um, looking at descriptions of things and thinking about which smells you love and which kind of smells you want to create, which other perfumes say you might resonate with. So what am I trying to say with all of this? Well, go and find your raw materials, your set, your favorite raw materials, the ones, ones that would be good for both making a structured perfume plus your favorites and then go and properly study them. Go through the whole process, go watch some of my other videos, the things about how you would learn raw materials, then make a course with those and that kind of thing. And what your goal is with this is to become a master of that specific little subgenre that you've carved out for yourself. And when you do that, that's really cool and it comes with a number of benefits. So firstly, the benefit is that instead of trying to be a jack of all trades and a master of none, you can genuinely attain some kind of mastery and perfumery within some specific niche, despite maybe not having enough money to buy all the raw materials or not having enough time to be able to put in enough hours to become more of a generalist or even have the discipline. If you're just working with the raw materials you love, well then you're more likely to put in the hours to learn those raw materials properly and actually go and learn fundamentals of perfumery using those raw materials. And by doing that, you will gain skill and eventually be able to compose perfumes with those raw materials. 
Now I think if you could go and compose one absolutely stunning perfume with your own unique set of raw materials, or at least kind of within your palette, and maybe that's quite a specific style of perfume, if that perfume is incredible because you've just become a master of all the subtleties of working with that set, then I think that's a lot better of trying to be a bit of a generalist, but then being able to make 10 or 20 absolutely um, bland kind of generic perfumes that span across lots of different genres. Because at the end of the day, if someone is buying a perfume, say it's for yourself, or you're giving it to someone or selling it, whatever you may be doing, people always want the best. And aside from the absolute level of quality, then there's just taste. So surely you wanna be a perfumer who can make the absolute best perfume that fits exactly your taste, and then if other people like it or not, cool, that's up to them, right? Rather than making a load of generic uh, kind of bland perfumes in each class, kind of trying to cater to everyone, but then actually each of those perfumes just being outclassed by an existing perfume from another brand. Of course, I'm not saying you should stay stuck in that little micro niche forever, but I'm saying by having real success in one area will give you the kind of confidence and the base skill set that then allows you later on to slowly start expanding that out and covering more and more. So yeah, that's the concept. In summary, spend a bit of time working out what are your favorite raw materials and then try to build a palette that both considers those and some more general raw materials and then really dig deep into those and become a master of that specific thing. In essence, begin to develop your own unique artistic style in perfumery. Now, I'd love to know if you guys agree with me or disagree with me on this. This is just something I've been thinking about recently. And also be sure in the comments to let me know what are your favorite raw materials. I'd be quite interested to actually know what some of your guys' favorite raw materials are because I always talk to you, but you guys don't talk to me too often. So I'd be genuinely interested um, because if something's really common, maybe I could do some videos about that specific type of raw material sometime in the future. Hope you found the video useful in some way. Hopefully you can apply some of these thoughts and concepts to your own perfumery. Thank you very much for watching and I'll see you next time with another video.